that's that's just who Kim is. Kim is just just a pro, just a pro's pro. Um, no matter if he plays, if he doesn't play, he's ready. He, he runs after the game to make sure he's, he's steady and um, he just cares about the team, first mm -hmm. and foremost. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 1st, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's game tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll also talk about what... Jonathan Isaac's talking about there. Mo Bamba's injury and the opportunity it provides. Ken Birch will also chat a little bit at the tail end about how the Magic's defense has been carrying the team through this early part of the season. Apologize here for coming to you a little bit later on a Friday. Hopefully you get a chance to listen to this before tonight's game. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you could find only from a local expert who knows their team best. No matter which team it is, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Denver Nuggets, whoever, there's a podcast for you. Plus, we have MOB, NFL, college, and NHL podcasts too. Find your podcast today on the Locked On Podcast Network to search for iTunes, search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic begin a tricky back-to-back, -back, tricky for sure, a tricky back-to-back -back against the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday night as the Orlando Magic will host the Bucks on Friday and host the Denver Nuggets on Saturday. Two, the first two real title-contending teams the Magic will face, but two teams that are struggling to kind of get things going this season. In fact, Milwaukee and Denver, Milwaukee, Denver, and Orlando were three of the teams that have the most minutes continuity on the season, and all three are complaining about struggles here in the early part of the season. Um, we'll talk more about the Nuggets. I'm hoping to do a quick recap podcast for Saturday, so keep your eyes on your inbox for that. So we'll talk maybe a little bit more about the Nuggets there, but let's talk about the Bucks today. Obviously, the Bucks are a very good team. They're expected to be the top team in the Eastern Conference again. They're expected to contend for the championship, and, and they are a championship-level team. You look at the talent they have on their team, you look at the way that they're composed, and it's very easy to see how good they can be. Uh, in their two losses, in fact, the Bucks had fifteen, at least 15-point leads in both games. And their win over the Houston Rockets, they were down by 17 and came back. So to say the least, this is a dangerous Milwaukee Bucks offense. It is based on two things, Giannis Antetokounmpo and three-point shooting. Everyone on that Bucks roster outside of Antetokounmpo can take threes. And so their central strategy is very similar to, say, what the Houston Rockets do. Antetokounmpo is going to drive and force your defense to collapse around him, and then he is going to kick out to shooters. And he's been very, very eager to pass early on this season. But as everyone often says, you... Live by the three, you die by the three. And the Bucks aren't necessarily dying by the three, but they are getting a little too eager to shoot them. They take a lot of quick three-pointers, and that's enabled teams to climb back into the game and, and get, get out and transition and, and beat them. And what you know the Boston Celtics did is they came back from a 17-point deficit um, to beat the, beat the Bucks running away. They did a really good job doubling and hedging on Tedekupo. 
anticipating where his moves are going to be, and, and Marcus Smart did a really good job kind of setting the, setting the base for that, and then closing out on three-point shooters. That's really the big key here. You can't let Antetokounmpo's gravity leave those three-point shooters open. You got to be able to scramble out to the three-point line, and then, you know, I think, honestly, the biggest key in tonight's game is going to be the Magic have to get rebounds. The Magic, there'll be a lot of long rebounds, so everyone's got to be committed to the glass. Everyone's got to find a body, especially on Tedekumpo, and make sure that they're securing rebounds and trying to get out in transition because I think the biggest struggle the Magic are going to have is Milwaukee's going to score. They're going to score. That's, 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 just, that's just how it is. But their defense isn't as strong as it was last year. They still got on Tedekumpo, obviously, so, so he's, he's going to make a difference, but... You got to be able to get take those long rebounds and turn them into fast break opportunities. So it's going to be the Magic are going to have to pay really close attention here and make sure that they're getting out in transition and moving the ball um, quickly from defense to offense. And of course, just making sure their their defense is steady and solid because Nikola Vucevic is going to be pulled away from the basket to guard uh, Rob to guard Brook and Robin Lopez. I am curious how the Magic will defend Antetokounmpo. I think that they'll throw different defenders at him. Um, you know, I would imagine. I, I would like to. I'd be intrigued to see if Jonathan Isaac can handle him one on one because I think that changes the game. Having a guy who can who can at least contain Antetokounmpo one on one. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Magic try some zoning on him, uh, try some hedging, try some crowding, and just try to get the ball out of his hands to to where they can contest shots. And, and again. I think the Magic's defense is good enough that, that they're going to give themselves a real chance to win this game, even if Milwaukee is playing at a high level. But the big question for the Magic remains their offense. There's no getting around this, and it's something that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But the Magic's defense is still the key to this whole thing. It's still the central part of what the Magic are trying to do. And again, that's that's what we'll, we'll, we'll latch on to here later on in the show. So if the Magic can move the ball as they did, against the Knicks in the second half especially. If the Magic can get that kind of movement going, they'll have a chance here. Um, but this is not a game where the Magic can probably get by scoring less than 100. Uh, at some point, the Magic are going to have to break the century mark. And at some point, the Magic are going to have to show that they can score against these elite teams. And, and Milwaukee's defense hasn't rounded into form yet. They're, they're, they're struggling on that end significantly. Um, they're, they're, there's just a lot of lapses. And, and again, I think their quick three-point shooting is a big reason for that. Um, you know, I watched their game against the Celtics, and, you know, first quarter, first half, they were popping threes, and it was easy. And, and, and the Celtics defense looked scrambled, but Boston was able to close things down and contest shots, and, and that changed the game. That that completely changed the game for this uh, for, for the Bucs. So um, Orlando will have their work cut out for the Milwaukee's at two and two, same record as Orlando. So, you know, all this panic everyone has about the magic, just think about what's going on in Milwaukee. Um, it, it's going to be a tough battle. It's going to be a tough game. Um, it, it's a very good team, obviously, the, but the magic have to prove that they can execute their defense. Number one against elite teams. And I think that's the big challenge over these next two days is whether this defense can compete against teams with elite talent. And then, Finding ways to score is, is always going to be the thing. And, and yeah, Magic are going to have to make some shots if they want to win this game. Tip-off at the Amway Centers at 7 o'clock. We will have complete coverage of the game on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'm hoping to do a quick recap podcast sometime Saturday, um, but uh, no promises there uh, as, as we're, we're experimenting with some weekend shows. So we'll, we'll hopefully talk a little bit more about the Magic Bucks game on Saturday on the podcast. But until then, we will 
uh, see see what the magic can do and follow us online at O Magic Daily. Heading into the game, you want to look your best. And Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter promo code locked on at checkout. Again, that's $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter promo code locked on at checkout. And it is nearly sweater weather. Nearly sweater weather because I say that because Orlando had the hottest Halloween on record yesterday. It was, it was really hot. It was, it was, you know, nice and, you know, cool by, by evening, but nice and cool by evening in Florida's relative. But in any case, you're not going to want to go outside. You're not going to want to do anything. You're going to sit at home and watch the games. And college basketball is getting ready to start. The NBA is in full swing. The best place to get into the game and feel part of the action is mybookie.ag. They have all kinds of bets and offers for you. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, you can try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. Either way, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Don't sit on the sidelines. Get in the game today. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDONNBA to double your cash today. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. We do have a little bit of news to get to, and that's why I want to make sure I got this podcast out, um, even if it's a little bit late in the day. I apologize again for that. But we do have a little bit of news to get to. Magic coach Steve Clifford said during uh, the team's practice on Thursday that the Magic, their medical staff and the coaching staff, have decided that they're going to hold Mo Bamba out of of at least one game during back-to-backs for the foreseeable future. You might remember during the preseason, Bamba was on a little bit of a minutes restriction. He was complaining about soreness in his leg, and Bamba said it really wasn't kind of the pain that he felt before his, his, his stress fracture. So he doesn't think it's a recurrence of that. But the fact that it is in the same leg, that left leg, you know, it, it, everyone's a little cautious. You know, Bamba reported that the soreness kind of goes away after the, uh, the day after a game and he's good to go. But it's still there and everyone wants to be really, really careful and keep monitoring it and resting it and allowing his leg to fully recover. So the Magic have decided they will hold Bamba out of one ba- of one of the games in each back-to-back for the foreseeable future. And so the Magic will have two back-to-backs this week. They'll play, obviously, Milwaukee and Denver uh, tonight and tomorrow. And then next Tuesday and Wednesday, they'll play Dallas and Oklahoma City, or Oklahoma City and then Dallas. Uh, so Bamba will miss one of those games. The team announced that Bamba will sit out tonight's game against Milwaukee Bucks. He'll, be, he'll play Saturday against the Denver Nuggets. And... This is where, you know, one of the luxuries the Magic have is they have some extremely good depth and feels like at every position, but mostly at center. Because in steps Kem Birch. As, you know, people tend to overreact to each game and each result here in the early part of the season, I've held firm that if there was one change that I would make to the Magic starting lineup or, or rotation at this point in time, that change would be to play Ken Birch over Mo Bamba. It's not that I don't like Mo. I think Mo is playing playing well. I think he's made some nice progress. I think it's important you play him, so I don't disagree with the decision to play him, but if winning is the primary goal, 
I still believe Ken Birch gives you the best chance to win. And to Kem's credit, he always stays ready. To Kem's credit, he is always someone who, uh, you know, he doesn't need a lot of minutes to get himself ready. I mean, he wants minutes, he wants to play, obviously, but he's someone that steps in when you need him most. And, and you can't calculate what he does in a box score. I, 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 can't, I could give you the numbers, but it doesn't matter. The most important number to me from Ken Birch last year was the Magic were plus 3.2 points per 100 possessions better than their opponent with Ken Birch on the floor. The Magic's defense was a 102.7 defensive rating, so 102.7 points allowed per 100 possessions, the best mark of any rotation player on the team. That's, I mean, those to me are the only numbers that matter because they suggest that Birch makes such a positive impact defensively. Bamba's still learning the league, and he has to be out there to learn the league. So I don't, again, I don't think it's bad that Bamba plays. But Birch has a better understanding of defensive positioning, of timing, of, you know, where to be on pick and rolls, how to defend guys. And, you know, honestly, he's probably a little bit better shot blocker at this point or shot contester at this point than Bamba is. Birch never really plays outside of himself, and it's that security blanket that the Magic want. And the Magic know they have because Birch knows he has to be ready at any time. Um, I just feel like there's no excuses. Um, and also, I've been doing this for three years now, so it's kind of like a routine for me. So I'm always ready. I just love working out. I love the game of basketball. So regardless if I was playing or not, I'll always be ready. So. And that's what makes Birch so valuable. He is always ready. He is always in position to make a difference. And when the Magic call on him, they know they can count on him. It's a big thing. It's not a small thing at all. It's a, it's a huge thing, actually. And the Magic know that in this moment that, that they could rest Bamba, that if Bamba still feels soreness, he could miss a few games. And Birch will fill in, not just admirably, but probably excel in that role. Birch has expanded his game, and obviously we haven't seen him yet this season, but Birch has worked hard to expand his game. If you watch Team Canada... They used him a little bit more as a playmaker in the post. He was more than just a rim runner. He actually shot some threes. He actually made a three during the preseason. And so while the Magic don't want him hanging around the three-point line too much, if the opportunity is there to, to pop or it makes sense for him to pop, he's going to do it. And, and the Magic have given him the green light to shoot it if, if he's open and comfortable. But obviously, Birch's real value is in his rim running. is in his ability to crash the lane and finish near the basket. It's his ability to defend the paint. And that's why the Magic has so much trust in him at this point. That's why the Magic can feel very confident and comfortable heading into this game without Birch and heading into future games with Birch in there in the lineup instead of Bamba. As Jonathan Isaac said at the top of the show, Ken Birch is a pro's pro. Birch even suggested that if there's a long period where he's not getting playing time, that he would be willing to go back to the G League to get some game experience. That's the kind of sacrifice this guy guy is willing to give his team. And, and, and you know, frankly, as, as someone who's around him, it's he deserves a rotation role in this league. And it's not one he's getting from Orlando at the, at the moment. But the Magic know they can count on Ken Birch. And they'll see that tonight when they take on the Milwaukee Bucks. 
But the big issue here for the Orlando Magic, the one that we talked about a little bit at the beginning of the show, is the team's offense. The Magic are 29th in the league in offensive rating, still near the bottom of every offensive statistical category. It has been a struggle to get this team moving offensively. At the same time, some of it's expected. Steve Clifford said before Wednesday's game that early on in the season, because the preseason shorter teams are still getting their rhythm and still getting their feet under them, and it's, you know, no one is who they're going to be quite yet. So the first six, seven, eight, nine, maybe even ten games, no one is quite who they are. They're still getting organized, as Clifford would say. They're still coming together. They're still getting their rhythm. I mean, just look at the Milwaukee Bucks. They've shown flashes of who they're going to be and who they can be. But obviously, it's not a perfect picture yet. Look at the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets lost to the New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday. And, you know, Mike Malone completely chastised the team's transition defense. You know, there's already the joke going around that the Nuggets will have the first players-only meeting of the season. So teams are still figuring themselves out. And yeah, the, the standings are a little wonky. And I would always caution, don't look so... I, I know I've been citing statistics, but don't look so closely at them. They're going to change very quickly. But Clifford said the one thing that he hoped would happen is that as the Magic figured themselves out, as the Magic sort through their offense, he hoped that the team would be able to compete its way through these struggles. That he believed that they had the defensive commitment, the defensive talent, that while their offense kind of kicked it into high gear and figured itself out, and the offense has not been good by any standard, that they would give themselves chances to win as they figured things out. And, you know, if there's one thing you can say about this Magic team, it's that, yes, the offense has been horrendous, but the defense has given them a chance to win every game. The players know this. The players understand this. They've they said, you know, if it weren't for the defense, we wouldn't have these chances. And we have to play defense really well. That's who are that's who this team is, and that's how they're going to build, you know, build themselves up. Orlando is currently, I believe, second or third in the league in defensive rating. They're playing some stellar defense. You don't need the numbers to tell you that. Just watch the team play. They are playing some extremely good defense. And that has been enough. Despite having the second worst offense in the league, the Magic have a positive net rating. They are better, they're better defensively than they are offensively. So their defense is carrying, is carrying the team forward. And that's just how it's going to have to be for a little while. You know, no one is expecting Orlando to have a killer offense. No one is expecting Orlando to be the top offensive team in the league. That's just not who their talent is. Their offense is about moving the ball, cutting, playing, you know, with some some energy and passion, which they hadn't really played with on that end until the second half on Wednesday. Maybe the second quarter against the Cavs. It's going to be a grind, and it's going to be a constant struggle and fight to keep the offense moving. But it's the defense that's going to carry this team forward. It's the defense that's going to give the team a base to grow from and get better at. And that's the big just lesson right now. The defense 
certainly has areas where it needs to improve still. As Steve Clifford has pointed out time and time again, the team's physicality has been lacking. And I would agree with them on that front. Well, I don't think it's showing in the rebounding. It's not showing in the rebounding numbers, and Clifford would acknowledge it's not showing in the rebounding numbers, but the team is getting beat on contested rebounds. They're not finding a body. They're giving up too much. Now, against the Knicks on on, on Wednesday, the second half especially, the Magic played with the physicality that they needed. Especially the starting unit. The second unit struggled a little bit with their, with their ball movement. So it's things that the Magic can certainly fix and continue to get better at and improve upon and honestly still play effectively without. Now, against elite teams, I don't think they will be able to. And tonight, again, is going to be a big challenge on the glass because the Bucks will spread you out, so everyone's got to be committed to rebounding. But this team is all about its defense. This team is all about using that defense to, to lift the offense up. The Magic could do a lot better getting out in transition. And a lot of it is getting rebounds clean and getting the ball out cleanly, which the Magic have not done well. The Magic have not passed cleanly at all this season. I think that's as big of a factor in the Magic's offensive struggles as anything else. The passes have not been crisp. The catches have not been crisp. And it's thrown the timing off of the entire thing. Orlando obviously still has work to do on both ends of the floor. But while that work is going on, the defense is there, carrying the day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter during the game at omagicdaily. The Magic take on the Milwaukee Bucks tonight at 7 o'clock. We'll have complete coverage of that game on OrlandoMagicDaily.com and hopefully have a quick recap podcast up for you on Saturday. But until the next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.